What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today with another episode of Talking Football. Plenty to discuss. Jamal Adams has been traded. Alex Smith is coming back. Some players are opting out of their contracts. But before all of that, it's been a bit since we've talked. Been too long. Justin Trees, let's hear your voice and roll right on into Trisivia. It has been a bit. We didn't really talk over the weekend very much. Uh, so, yeah, it's honestly been kind of since we last recorded was the last time we spoke. So uh, we're back at it yet again. It's getting exciting. We were just talking before the episode about just our plans for the next month and how weird it is that we're going to start doing the division breakdowns in like two weeks. No, I mean, seriously, it's, it's crazy that this offseason has felt like it has taken forever to go by. But now that we've done this, it's holy smokes, it's, it's right here. Like it, It's coming up now, so we got to do this. Uh, we did even do our NFL top 100 players on our own. Uh, that's something we discussed before hopping on. If that is something you guys want to hear from us, if you want a gooder version of the NFL top 100 players, let us know, and we will do it. Well, I had fun doing it last year, uh, but we know we, we have a lot of new listeners this year, so if you missed it last year, let us know if you want to hear it for this year. Either way, send us a message, leave us a review, figure out a way to contact us at Justin Treese on Twitter or myself at Austin Seaham33, and we'll get that rolling. We want to be in contact with you guys. We want to be, we want to know what you enjoy and what you don't. But right now, let's go ahead and get right on into Treese Ivia. All right, let's do it. All right, I am a wide receiver that has retired recently, and I have 84 touchdowns in my career. Who do you think I am? Say that one more time. I am a wide receiver, a highly touted wide receiver that has retired recently. I'm not going to give the years. Let's say in the last five years. Um, and I had 84 touchdowns in my career. Who am I? And you just recently retired. Yep. And I never won a playoff game. Okay. So you had 84 touchdowns in your career, never had a playoff game. Um, Megatron was before five years ago. No, that's exactly who it is. Holy smokes. 84 touchdowns and never had a playoff game. But that's not – everybody's probably like, that's a very boring Trucivia. But that's not because that was not the Trucivia. I just wanted to see if you could guess who the who he was. Okay. okay. How many times do you think he got tackled inside the two-yard line? Shoot, 15. Higher. 25. Lower. 18. Lower. 17. You only got one number left when I say lower. 16. <laughs> there you go. 16 times in his career, he got tackled inside the two-yard line. Why is that a big deal? Because how many touchdowns did he have again? 84. That would have been 100. He would have had 100 touchdowns in his career if he wouldn't have got tackled inside the two all 16 of those times. Bro, reach your arm. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, like, it just shows, like, how – I think all of us think really highly of Calvin Johnson. 
We all do. We all think that he could have been one of the all-time greats if he would have just kept playing. Even on the Lions, like, not mm-hmm. winning playoff games. So could have been. What if he still retired at that age, but all those times he ended up getting into the end zone, and he retired as a receiver with 100 touchdowns? Do we think of him differently? Um, I almost think, I mean, duh, like you have to. A receiver gets 100 touchdowns that young into their career to, and then decides to retire early. Totally understand why you did. Um, but, wow, that would be nuts to, to retire that early and still have 100 touchdowns. That just goes to show the impact that he had, not only on his team, but the game as a whole on what a receiver could be. And the only thing we've seen since then, really, is Julio Jones. Yeah. So, for reference, Larry Fitzgerald has 120 season touchdowns, not playoffs. He, he also has playoff touchdowns, but 100 season playoff t- or sorry, season touchdowns. So 20 more in how many more years did he play? He's played at least seven more years, if not. Mm-hmm. If I mean, it's probably closer to 10 years at this point. I don't know the exact years. So Calvin was around 2006 when he got drafted. And Larry mm-hmm. Fitz, I think, was around 2002, 2001. So that's four or five years difference, plus the four years that Ke- three, four years that Calvin hasn't been playing. So yeah, you're talking six to eight years. Yeah, damn. And you're talking would have been 20. It's ends up being close to closer to 40 touchdowns at that point. <laughs> but even then, let's say it's eight years. 40 touchdowns in an eight-year season isn't that crazy. I mean, not if you're the wide receiver one. I mean, you know, you're that's if you're the guy. Season. If it's eight yeah. years, it's five a season. That's not much. Yeah, but I mean, how many other receivers aren't even like you know, how many second tier guys are getting five touchdowns a year? Nowadays, I mean, probably a lot, but yeah, yeah, especially nowadays. Yeah, but not as much. How many touchdowns do you think Julio Jones has in his career, not counting playoffs, regular season only? 68. 57. No joke. Wow. He, I mean, granted that reasoning behind that is because everyone knows where they're going in the red zone. They're going to go to Julio. So it's like if he doesn't take a slant to the house or break six tackles – He's not scoring a touchdown. Well, you can say the same thing about Calvin Johnson and the Lions. I think that just goes to show how much better Matthew Stafford is as a quarterback. You think Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan? When he was at that time, yes. When he had Megatron? Oh, takes a drink of his smoothie. Excuse Here we me, go. Sorry. I just had to Here sit, I just had we to go. I'm sorry. That might be one of your hottest takes you've ever said on this podcast. Matt, really? I don't feel like it's that hot of a take. Matthew Stafford is a better quarterback than Matt Ryan. I think that's a very hot take. I mean, this doesn't take away from what the greatness of what Megatron is. Like, I hope that's not how it's being taken. No, it's I'm I'm not even thinking about the wide receivers. I'm thinking about the quarterbacks. I'm thinking I don't think that a lot of people would say they would take Matthew Stafford over Matt Ryan. Really? You don't think a lot of people would? I don't. I like it, Matthew Stafford, and I think his yeah. is very good. 
But I also think that Matt Ryan has done a lot of things that has made the Falcons winning teams and that I don't think that Matthew Stafford has done with the Lions. And I get it. Like, it's a team sport and everything. And But I also think that there's been a lot of teams on the Falcons that haven't been good that Matt Ryan has won a lot of games with. Let's not forget, he was, he was picked, I think, number three out of Boston College. And then the very number next – what? I think it was two. No, I'm pretty sure was it was two. Two. You look that up while I finish the same. Okay. This so, but the very next year, he led them to the playoffs. So you can't say that, like, he's always had better teams than what the Lions have had because I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think that early on in his career, he's had a lot of shitty teams. And I think that even the last couple years – that he's had a no defense. The the Falcons the whole defense has been injured. And so I know that's a big thing for Lions fans just saying that uh Matthew Stafford has always just had to deal with no running game and no defense. I could argue that the last couple of years you could say the same thing about Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan was drafted in two thousand eight by the Atlanta Falcons, picked third overall out of Boston College. The following year, Matthew Stafford was drafted number one by the Lions in 2009. Yeah. So it's just interesting. Like, I, I'm not saying that, like, I totally disagree with you. I think that Matt Ryan – or, I mean, sorry, Stafford – it's really confusing because there's two Mets there. But mm-hmm. Stafford, he, he has the arm talent that I think Matt Ryan just doesn't have. But I just think that Ryan does things that I think would just win you ball games. And I'm not saying Stafford doesn't have – So you have think – so I don't know if you just realized. You think Matt Ryan has a better arm than Matt Stafford? No, I sorry, I meant the exact okay. opposite. Okay. <laughs> I would be like, sorry. whoa, you're giving what me a hot take. I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant to say Stafford has a more talented arm than Matt Ryan. Okay. That is what I meant to say. Sorry. So I'm not arguing. Th- my point was I don't think people are going to argue that, but I'm saying Matt Ryan does other things that has clearly helped his team win games that maybe Stafford has not done. And I'm not taking anything away from Stafford. I think Stafford's great. You and I have been on record saying that he's going to be, I mean, I had him as a top eight quarterback this year. I think he's going to have a great year, but I think that Ryan has just done more. And that's obvious. Obviously he's done more in his career. He's won playoff games. He's been to a Super Bowl. Stafford has not won a playoff game, but I think that he's done just as much with the same level of talent in his career. Okay. Like, let's not forget, Devontae Freeman was nothing at one point in his career, and then came on and did good. Tevin Coleman, he was enough that they didn't even want to re-sign him. Uh, they had guys like Sanu and Justin Hardy and stuff. They have He's obviously had Julio, but we can also say that Stafford had Megatron. Yeah, but within that, it's like Matt Ryan had options and weapons and a decent defense. Matthew Stafford had Megatron, and that was it. Didn't have a tight end. Didn't have any running back, even by committee. The the defense wasn't being upgraded. It was like, hopefully someone we drafted does well. But I think that also just goes to show how much better run the Falcons are than the Lions. Yeah, that that's true. Actually, did you see the poll that... They had grading the best to worst GMs, and yeah, and Lions GM ended up last, as he should be, as as very much as he should be. 
Yeah, I, it's hard to argue that. I was, I was trying to like hurry and come up with a team that I could say was ran for I don't, I don't uh, think it's – I think it's silly that Brett Veach, I think, was placed third. Yeah. Did you see ESPN's ranking on like their top like the top rankings for of teams for the next three years? No. And they put they, oh yeah, they put Baltimore number one. And who do they put two? The Chiefs? The Chiefs. Dude, you have you're starting to get this. I, I can I've been seeing it build up and I just can't wait. I've been watching you slowly start to hate Baltimore more and more throughout the season. Off season, <laughs> I should say. Like the it's boiling up. It's, yeah, it it's is. the love it for the Raven. Is. It's anything positive about about Lamar Jackson that m- you may take as a slight to uh, <laughs> Patty Mahomes. Like, <laughs> you're just starting to get this hatred for them, and I'm here for it. Like I want this rivalry of it just going nuts for you. Well, it's it's getting it's getting close. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you bring it up, and as you said, like I just started getting angry. Like, man, it better not be a problem because I I don't know what it is with Baltimore. Like, I respect them, I guess, but just the the team as a whole, you were almost ready to move on from John Harbaugh. Like, you were almost done with him. You were done with Joe Flacco. You just thought you sucked and you didn't have anybody and you just gave up. And then they go spend this money. They bring in Earl Thomas. They trade for Marcus Peters. Marlon Humphrey continues developing into one of the best corners in the league. You go and trade for Calais Campbell. You have uh, the Williams guy. I should know his first name, but it's slipping my mind. He's here from Joplin. He went to Missouri Southern State University. Uh and like you have all this talent or whatnot, and your team's good, and you got these linebackers that moved on, and then here comes Lamar Jackson, and you go to the playoffs, and then you lose, and you just got like this big dick energy all of a sudden that fucking nobody can stop you because you went and signed Mark Ingram, and look at this amazing running game. I can't wait for people to stop it this next year. I can't wait. Yeah, you have the easiest schedule due to last year with those teams being hurt. With those teams, they just oh, I can't wait. I can't wait and it, the, i think the thing that's irritating is is you look at the chiefs and you see patrick mahomes but then you look at the ravens and you still go they'll be better in three years i promise you they won't be i promise All right. I, I don't know what else to say i just get irritated i hate that i'm irritated this is what, not even what we're supposed to talk about today it, we weren't even supposed be. to go here but here we are ultimately like how you are with the titans Fuck the Ravens at this point. But, Fuck them. No, you can't say that. Fuck them. Oh, my goodness. All right. Why can't I say it? Why can't I say it? Because they're not even, like, they're not in your division. You don't play them twice a year. There's not this. We like, play them once a year. They're not. We this played them the last two years. We play them this next year. I got to listen to you talk about them all the time. I don't talk about them that much. Oh, I think the Ravens are going to win the North. Yeah, Perhaps because they, they did. And they did. And they did. They and did. I was right. I mean, Stop. you were. You were right. Shock. That's good. I'm happy for fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I almost got the Super Bowl teams right. Uh, did. I did get one of them. You did get one of them. So did I, because we both guessed the Chiefs. So congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget, you also had the Jags in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> so. The Jags? Yeah. 
No, I did not. Look at our spreadsheet. I kept that because I knew eventually you were going to deny that. It's all right. Mo- let's move on. Okay. Oh, you, you this, sly, sly dog. You see it? Page one, scroll to the right. Why the fuck did I pick the Jaguars? I had I, a lot of hope in them. I did. I actually did. remember. You, okay, actually, you, I remember. Actually, you actually talked me into getting them to win the division last year. Well, that was before What's-His-Name decided to sit out. And then that is Ramsey why decided to choose them is because because Andrew Luck. Uh, I don't know who you were talking about, but linebacker. Oh, you're talking uh, Telvin Smith. I got you. I get what yes. you're saying. But yeah, okay. Anyways, we'll move Boy, on. Boy, it's amazing back. how fast a team can just fall apart. <laughs> so fast, so fast. All right. Uh, let's talk. To, I know it's a little out of order, but let's talk about the Jamal Adams deal. So, um. A little disappointed that my my take of Seattle being the favorite is now going to be everybody's take, and so that's that's disappointing. Uh, we're going to have a problem. It's already spiked on them winning the N- NFC. Uh, their odds are just so much greater now. Like you're not actually making that much money ma- making that bet like you were a week ago. So that's a little disappointing for me on my end. But overall. What are your thoughts on this deal? And then I'll get into my thoughts. Uh, you gave up two first rounders for a safety who threw a tantrum to get out of New York. Very understandably so. He didn't like the way the franchise was being run. He didn't like the owner. Didn't respect the GM. But the head coach doesn't appear to be a head coach. Uh, if you read the report and inside access that he gave that reporter, uh, his teammates, Le'Veon Bell, I don't know if you saw the tweet, seemed frustrated with him on how he gave this type of leadership, but then you see him acting like this in the media. I am sure that's irritating. The Seahawks, you got you a guy that, that puts you up there like Therese just said. Uh, what was that look? Sorry. I'm going to jump in here for a second. Le'Veon Bell has no room to talk. The dude left the 13-3 and team, left them hanging, said he was going to show up multiple times on a certain date, Never showed up. Cost our team a chance at a very good Super Bowl run. And then what happens? Then he leaves for a place that's giving them a raise and what he thought was better for him. So it's okay when he does it, but it's not okay when Jamal Adams does it. So I think with Jamal Adams, he was perceived as the face of the franchise and this leader in the locker room. Uh, and I'm assuming he was just saying stuff to the team on how to handle things, and then he goes out and is just the exact opposite of what he just preached. I'm sure that's irritating. Does Le'Veon Bell have a lot of room to talk like you just gave the example? Probably not, but I'm sure he sees it and is like, dude, you freaking serious. Seahawks, hopefully you get to the Super Bowl. Hopefully you get this two-year window with him to make something happen before you have to make the decision to pay him a ton of money or not. Uh, but other than that, good for the Seahawks. If you're Joe Douglas and the Jets, you cannot mess up four first-round draft picks and an extra third for this year. Two first-round picks this year, two the next year, but he also gets that third. Yep, totally. Uh, I was shocked when I saw it all. I mean, they end up getting more for Jamal Adams than the Jags did for Ramsey. They got more than the Raiders did for Khalil Mack. Yeah, crazy. So, overall, like, I hate the who won the deal 
question. Like, I just don't like it. Like, maybe maybe it was just good for both teams. Um, I think it was. I think it was. I think that I think that the Jets have the potential, obviously, uh, like you said, four first round picks now to build a much better team than what they had. Right. And that's that was the goal. Can we build a better team now? And then for the Seahawks, it was, are we a better team now if we trade these picks for him? The answer is yes. So it's a win win. Like, I think it's great. Uh, I would not have given that up for Jamal Adams, but I'm not saying that they're wrong. I think I think it's good to be aggressive and try to make the run. I think that honestly, I think that teams maybe saw what the Chiefs did last year on trading for Frank Clark and going, hey, maybe we need to give up picks to just get guys now. Like if we think that mm-hmm. we're there and we're just missing one piece, maybe we got to do it given two first rounders and a third plus your already starting <laughs> safety is a lot more than a second round pick. But the point remains the same. If you think that you're there already, maybe you take your shot. And I also don't like the take of Seahawks suck at first round draft picking anyway. So why does it matter? Sure. They, they do right. Like that, that's a fact. Like sure. <laughs> that's where I was getting ready to go with it. But like, okay, well you can, you can go that route. I'm just saying, I hate that argument because like, they also could just hit on one or they also could, if they're later in the pick later in the round, I mean, somebody needs to trade up. They can trade that and get a first rounder the next year plus other picks. So um, there's that as well. <laughs> I'm just thinking John Snyder's like, you know what? I'm tired of fucking up first rounders. It's too stressful. I don't know. I, I spend too much time looking at the later rounds. So those are guys I'm hitting on. Uh, Instead of just messing it up, let's just get rid of them. Forget about it for the next two years. I can get our second rounder. I'll be fine without our third rounder this year. We'll trade somebody. We'll be fine. I'm just, I could just, I, I feel like that's how John Snyder is reacting to this. On like, a, hey, can't fuck it up. Don't gotta hear about it. For Don't sure. gotta hear about it. Here we go. Clowney has to come back now, right? Like they gotta oh, find a way to get like. You- just be like, sorry, one second before you go, because no, I did not see anything, and I think that's what you were just about to ask. But like, they could be like, hey, ten million dollars, because guess what? We just got Jamal Adams. We're gonna go win a Super Bowl. You want ten million dollars in a Super Bowl? Come back. Uh, he might be going to the Jets, homie. Where did you see this? Bradley McDougald, uh, is McDougald, right? Yeah. Uh, tweeted him and like a FaceTime. He's like, "Hey, get your way over here to New York. Come with me." Oh, did not see that. Could you? I mean, I think it would be smart for Clowney to go to Seattle and try and win a Super Bowl, and make that happen. But if the Jets are going to give you a good deal and they're finally going to get a pass rush, like I've been trying to say for them to do all off season, or if you're the Jets, use one of those first round draft picks and go get you Yannick Ngakwe. I'd take it. I don't know why you wouldn't. I mean, I know you would, but, I mean, if you're the Jaguars, don't you be sitting there asking for any extra. You just take that first-round draft pick, and you shut your mouth. You're like, thank you. Get them out. Yeah, for sure. I think if they got a first-round pick offered, they would keep their mouth shut and just say yes. But, um, God, that'd be such a bad move for Clowney to go to the Jets. It really it would. It, But if the Jets can figure that out, I mean, seriously, though, if you somehow land Clowney 
signing him, and then you can trade a one for Yannick Ngakwe, hey, brother, there's your pass rush. That would be and outstanding. Yeah. And then you got Quinnen Williams in the middle. Uh, hello. Yeah, you're you're, you're all of a sudden looking at one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And then linebacker wise, who is it? Mosley is he coming yeah. back from injury? Yep, he's Bam, back. There's your linebacker. Yep. Your your corners. F them. You don't have to worry about any receivers in that division, anyways. Uh, that's a lie. Stephon Diggs. Uh. But then you have Marcus May and McDougald over top. Yep. And you got, you'll still have three first-rounders in the next two years to get more offensive weapons for Darnold. And then if you wanted to try to get a corner, get a corner there. I mean, Joe Douglas, give me a call, man. Let's, like, let's get to business because I don't know what you're doing, pal. Be interesting to see that play out. All right. Okay. Moving on. Uh, we're starting to see some players get onto the COVID list. It's been interesting the last 24, 48 hours, uh, ever since they made, they signed the deal, making it so everything would happen. That also happened while we were gone. Um, and Justin Jefferson, I think is probably the biggest name right now that's been on that list, signs his contract, his rookie contract, and then boom, immediately hit on that. Uh, just so everybody knows when you get put on that list, that does not mean you have COVID. It means that you either, one, have COVID, or two, (laughs) you've been around somebody that tested positive. Does not mean that you tested positive, though. Mm -hmm. So can be easily be a, hey, my cousin came over and she had COVID, and now I have to probably stay inside for two weeks. It's more of what it is. And um, that's the case. Hopefully that's it. You just got to do quarantine, and that's the only part you got to be boring. You got to be bored through. And then, bam, here you go. But what we're having to worry about now is, I guess not worry, but like keep an eye on, is players that are opting out of the season. Uh, breaking news, Patriots fullback just decided to do that. Uh, that literally just came out. Danny Vitell, offside of the season, uh, as long, or excuse me, as well as the Anthony Thomas receiver for the Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs right guard, uh, Duvenet Tardif, uh, who is also the medical doctor in Canada has opted out for the season because he said, if I'm going to risk anything, it's going to be for patients and not, you know, for the play in the NFL. Totally respect that. Uh, Warmack has also decided to back out. Treason, there's a couple more that I'm not remembering off the top of my head. Yeah, there's one or two more, and I, I honestly can't remember either. I think there's seven total. You literally just named five of them, so there's two other ones, but those were the biggest name guys there. Um, and there's going to be more. So just don't be shocked. Going to be more. Uh, Very interesting to start seeing like the structure of being able to move guys off that list and on that list and moving guys from practice squad up. Uh, Usually you have to do that by like Thursday or Friday regularly, but now they're going to let you do it whenever spur the moment. So Mm -hmm. if somebody tests positive, say Saturday night, you can hurry and do it then. So uh, it's going to be awesome to see that play out. With I don't know if anyone's put any thought into this, but or I don't know if anyone's heard any different from him. Russell Wilson just had a baby. Yep. Just had a new baby boy, just born. Are we seriously looking at a possibility of him opting out so he doesn't risk the health of his son? 
Uh, he, uh, he was very vocal before the deal got done of how worried he was and how scared he was. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that plays out. I think in, when it's all said and done, there's no way he opts out. I think that he's too competitive and I think that he understands that. And I think that there's ways of when you're super rich, I think that there's ways around this of like being able to like have be in a home, but still be far away from people where you can be close enough to people, but not in direct contact. If that makes sense. Um, Obviously would not be easy. Football season's a long season ends up being, about five months when it's all said and done. Uh, I'm not saying it would be easy, but I'm saying I think people that have bigger homes and can have doctors on hand all the time, they can make things work a lot more easy than everyday people like you and I. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Uh, Let's move on to uh, Mozart. uh, Running back for the San Francisco 49ers had come out earlier saying, hey, if I'm not going to get paid – uh, the amount that I deserve, as well as my counterpart, I believe, with Talvin Coleman, uh, and I'm sitting here playing, helped lead you guys to a Super Bowl, I would like to be traded. San Francisco comes out today, says, hey, or his, his agent in particular, he goes, hey, glad we were able to get this done. He now gets the money he deserves. I'm not sure what the bump was, Trace. I don't know if you saw the official number. But bottom line is he was able to get that pay bump. I do think that is good on San Francisco has to be very appreciated for Mozart there as well. Yeah, for sure. Like it sounds like both parties are happy. And then I guess and something that I probably just missed earlier in the off season, I think McKinnon took a huge pay decrease, like almost to like vet minimum for this season. So, Oh, no joke. Yeah. So uh, I don't think overall for his contract, but I think like this year's salary against him is almost vet min. So it's not too big of a deal for the Niners to up Mostert's deal. Is that due to him being injured the last couple of years? Yes. For sure? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and move on. Adam Shaheen has been traded to the Dolphins. Patrice, what are your thoughts here on this trade? Traded for oh. a six-round pick. Ends up being a seventh-round pick, actually. They just announced it earlier Ooh. today that it ended up being a seventh. It was originally reported to be a sixth, ends up being a seventh. Uh, the Bears had 1,953 tight ends on their roster, so um, not that big of a deal. <laughs> like, I don't think they realize they can only have you know 80 people when camp starts nowadays <laughs> on their roster, so you're a little high on the tight end area. <laughs> Uh, good for the Dolphins. I think that that's good. I think that they're going to try to, you know, run a, probably a little bit more to tight end set, get somebody opposite of Gieski and, uh, kind of roll with it and just see what happens. They, they might try to run more of that 12 personnel and, uh, just see how it goes. Especially with Jordan Howard. I think that would be just a nice ground and pound type team. And Hey, if we need to pass it, no worries. We got Parker. We got Wilson. We got Gasecki. We got Shaheen here now. Preston hey, you Williams. Got, Preston, thank you. That's the name I was slip, that was slipping my mind. Uh, you got some weapons there in Miami, or at least something to work with, you know, something to be a little bit more excited about. I'm not going to say it's anything fantastic, but uh, I, I feel like I could say it's better than what you had last year to roll out with, especially if Tua finds a way onto the field. Uh, I don't know if they've decided to just have him sit for the year or – 
let's just put him in there and see what happens. Give him a couple weeks to make sure that he's good, understands everything, is up to the speed of the game, uh, no injuries, and bam, let's go Miami. I, that would be very exciting for that division to see Tua Tungabailoa in there with that offense and then also see what that defense can do with all the money that they've spent because they have spent some money on it too. And I love their linebacking core. I do. So I actually am not very high on, even though I like some of those guys that you just named on their offense, for, there's just something about that offense this year that I think is going to just struggle. And I think it's Tua really? not not getting a training like a full training camp and all the mini camps and stuff. So like I think they're gonna want him to play. Um, if Fitzpatrick plays, uh, you're gonna have these high games and some low games. It's just who he is. Yeah. But I I could just see guys like Tua and even Burrow to an extent just struggle a little bit more. I think rookie quarterbacks are gonna just struggle more this year. Basically, not getting those mini camps that you get in June and July and like actually getting in contact with coaches and all that until this late, I just see it happening. And I could be wrong. It's just my personal opinion of I think it. I think it's a lot of valuable time that they're missing uh, that it's going to just take time to recover from. Well, you're most likely going to be right on that, just like you are about nearly everything else that goes on in the world of football since we started this freaking podcast. So once again, congrats on that. I'm not salty at all. Uh, let's move to our next topic on the rundown. The Washington football team has retired their former name. They are no longer going to be that. They are taking that logo off the helmet. From the looks of it, they're just going to put a number there, kind of like an Alabama style. Uh, I don't know how much further you want to go into this, tree. I'm sure it's been run down into the ground since, of course, we recorded on Friday, published our episode on Thursday. That's when this news breaks. But good by Washington to make this move. They don't have a new logo out. They don't have a new nickname out. This next season, they're just going to be known as the Washington football team, and they're going to have Washington spelled out on the front of the jerseys on the chest plate. I honestly think that looks better. Uh, I just wonder what a possible nickname is, and if I have a vote, I'm saying the Washington Red Wolves because that sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. Uh, I'm happy that they didn't jump the gun to a nickname. That's more of what yeah. I like, I'm happy that they didn't. Like, just do this for a year. It's it's not really much of a change for you overall. Just let it be this. And now you've got basically another eight months to decide. Yep. So I think it's great. Uh, but what I'm really excited about is my boy, a guy that we actually talked about, I think, on, like, our second or third podcast ever. We talked about Alex Smith and if he was ever going to play again. And <clears throat> I felt very confident and said yes. That was before I knew how bad it actually gotten from watching Project 11. <laughs> uh, if I would have saw that first, I would have said no way in hell. Uh, but he got cleared for all football activities the other day. I believe it was Friday night. And he did get put on pup list today, but he can come. He can get put off of it whenever. Um, so just a smart move just to have an extra body in there for camp for them. But I cannot tell you how excited I am that he's going to be back. Even just in the facility. Like, doesn't even have to play. Like, watching him even run out for a game, even as the backup, but, like, in gear, would mm -hmm. just... Dude, that team will be running through walls. Oh, it would be such an emotional moment of just pure happiness. Like, everything that he's gone through... I mean, dude, since being in the NFL, his run with San Francisco, being benched to Colin Kaepernick, coming to Kansas City... 
the Chiefs drafting Patrick Mahomes, him mentoring him and helping turn him into the guy that he is now to the quarterback, the greatest, no, excuse me, the, the best quarterback in the NFL, that's a huge thanks goes to Alex Smith because of that. Because Alex Smith welcomed him in with open arms and taught him how to be an NFL quarterback. If you're the Washington football team and you got all this negative news surrounding your franchise and your organization, this is uh, the brightest spot you could look for. Like We get this guy back in the building. He gets to be around Dwayne Haskins. If you're Ron Rivera, you're like, thank you for doing this because we need it. Let's let's you know figure out what Dwayne Haskins can and cannot do. We've discussed this before. Dwayne Haskins is a smart quarterback. He understands the concepts of you know the NFL well. He understands the playbook. It's just needed time to develop. And now you get Alex Smith in that locker room to work with you. We've seen what Alex Smith did with Patrick Mahomes. If he does anything remotely close to that with Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith is going to be the quarterback guru for the rest of his life because. Hey, I've done it. I'm two for two. You want to be three for three, four for four, 678 for 678? Come on down to the AS11. We're going to have some fun here. Yeah, I just gave him that camp. I might just go ahead and make that mine real quick so he has to pay me for it. Uh, just throwing ideas out there. But it, like you said, it's exciting to see Alex Smith be clear to come play football for the Washington football team. And, man, I, I can't wait to see him on a field, whether it's just warming up, playing, or if, you know, by some God-given reason he has to go start a game or come in a game due to someone else being hurt, that's going to be one hell of a moment. It really is. Like, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm going to have to just, like, have the Redskins – or, sorry, they're not the Redskins anymore. The Washington Ooh. football team. I <clears throat> I'm going to need to have their games on at all times now, just in case. Because I, I just don't want to miss that moment. No, I don't mean I sure as hell wouldn't either. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how I could do that. Well, I mean, just – well, I guess we don't know how they're going to do the games this year. It would be the same way as any you would before, wouldn't it? Yeah. You just put all of them on, keep it up? Yeah, I mean, with Sunday Ticket, I usually have three games on at a time anyways. I usually have – I usually have – Two games on plus red zone. Like, that's usually yep. my go-to. Can have up to four on the PlayStation, but I feel like the screens are just too small. With three, you get, like, two smaller ones and then, like, a main one. And so, mm -hmm. like, watching the – usually, obviously, the Jags game, and then I have the other two. And then when it's commercial, you just cycle through them. That's kind of my routine. Speaking of that, I mean, that's going to be going on sell soon in the next couple of weeks. Yes, it take, is. Take my money, NFL. Take I'm my money. I'm going to have to find uh, – Another family member in college, so I'll get that discount yeah. again. Oh, yeah. Fine. We'll just break the news to everybody. So for those of you that don't know, you're like, hey, I really want Sunday Ticket, but I don't have DirecTV. No worries. Either do we. Uh, DirecTV <laughs> does this deal with people, and uh, it's student discount. And DirecTV Sunday Ticket's usually like 350 bucks. Yep. You can get Sunday Ticket for like $100. And then you can add on Game Pass, which we did this year. And then they have another discount on top of that. I think I ended up paying like $120 last year for Game Pass and Sunday ticket. You better freaking believe it, pal. <laughs> it so was glorious. This, yeah, I've been doing this for like seven years now. 
and it's fantastic. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to find a friend in college. I don't know if I have any more, honestly. I feel like all my 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 sister graduated. Shit, I'm gonna have to find another one. All right, it's all good. I might just yeah, it's fine. Not not to be creepy on here, but <laughs> but it, but if you're in college and I can use your name, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I all I need is your birthday. <laughs> Oh shit! Ha ha ha! I'm not kidding though. Not kidding. <laughs> At um, Austin Champ 33. On Twitter, we're gonna get you a new one. Just I like everywhere. How, I love how you just said Austin Champ because you always get mad when people say Champ. I I've just understood that's how people read it. Got it. All right. Cool. Cool. All right. I think that does it for us. So like we said, in a couple weeks we're gonna be doing the breakdowns. Uh, I think that the next two episodes are going to just be crazy busy with one because teams are reporting to camp today. Uh, yep. yes, yesterday for you, those listen now, it's a lot of players are reporting this entire week. So next episode is going to be crazy because a lot of teams are going to be showing up. And we all know as much as we don't like it the first week, there's always a couple bad ACL tears. It just happens. Yep. So uh, I think that it might even be even worse now. <laughs> Uh, I mean, less less time like throughout the summer of you guys with each other. Like you're gonna want to try to prove something first couple of days. Sadly, I think it's gonna happen. So we'll be busy the next couple of days, and then it'll just lead us right into some some of our bold predictions, which I'm looking forward to. Absolutely, cannot wait for it. Um, I'm not about to take us out because Trees, that's what you do. So I'm just gonna shut up. Thanks, guys, for listening though. Yeah, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And tonight we've been talking football.